When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. It is Monday, January 4th, 2021. What's up, my brother? Welcome to 2021. What fascinating things will 2021 bring us? <laughs> Welcome well, a new back, president. Man. A new president, Thank one you. way or the other. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> how I don't know you? how that's going to go. I'm doing well. I, I, you know, took a little time off uh, to see family and hang out a little bit and enjoyed it. So thank you for covering the show. I was, uh, no I didn't do much. There's not much to do. <laughs> didn't go anywhere. <laughs> didn't go anywhere. So I was here. Funny that. Yeah. Same thing here. <laughs> wow. What are you going to do? What, what oh, are you going to do? Go? This is, uh, we're still living in, uh, COVID land. So, you know. Eh. Um, Kids shooting off fireworks uh, got themselves hurt by shooting off the fireworks. That's a story that's out there this morning. You know, that's all fun until it's not, right? Until you blow your hand off or... Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the drone shots of, of New Year's Eve uh, <laughs> over San Antonio, and it looks, looks like something out of Apocalypse Now. You know, it's just it's every neighborhood, every corner of the city, which, again, yeah, it's really cool until something bad happens, you know, and I guess that's kind of the roll of the dice everybody takes when they uh when they're shooting that stuff off we didn't really have as much as i thought here but uh you know it was pretty bad across the city <laughs> it was a quiet night here too it really was it was some some folks had theirs out but it was it was you know relatively quiet and i right. was i was happy for that because uh by 8 30 i was asleep so it was good no <laughs> nobody no. woke me up at midnight <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask you if you made it up till midnight <laughs> right yeah, we, we right. stayed up a little. We stayed up well past midnight uh, here at uh, Casa Rima. I so. saw the fun. I saw the fun. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah. So um, the uh, certification happens this week, and mm. that's on Wednesday. Now, mm. tomorrow, uh, Trump supporters are going to start arriving in D.C. Some are already there, but tomorrow, and they start having the events at different places all over town in, in D.C. Then on Wednesday, he's going to address the Stop the Steal crowd over at the White House. The ellipse of the White House is where that's going to happen. Uh, Congress has got all kinds of stuff they're going to be doing this week. We had Ted Cruz. Isn't it weird? And, uh, you know, he was his arch nemesis in 2016 and now his biggest defender this year. Yeah. Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, other senators saying that they are going to vote to oppose the certification. And basically, not to get in the weeds, that's just, you know, doesn't make any sense to do that. But 1877, they formed a commission to parse out the Electoral College count. And that's what Ted Cruz and other Republicans want to do this year in these states that are being challenged right now. So we'll see. See what they do. What do you think? I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like everything else in this day and age. It's really hard to predict. I mean, because my, my sense or my gut feeling is, ah, it's not going to matter. 
it's going to be Biden. They've already, uh, you know, when, when the Secretary of State is recording a phone call with the president to make him right. look bad and make him look like he is trying to pressure something to happen in Georgia other than the truth. The cheat's still on. They're still, they're still about it. You know, I mean, that's that's the whole that's the whole thing. So I, but but I say that, and yet in this day and age, and you know this, it can go completely opposite. It can turn out sure. to be something completely different, just like pretty much everything else in the in the Trump era. So I, I have the faintest idea what's going to happen this week. I cannot predict. Well, I don't either. I suspect, however, that Biden is going to be certified and that he will become the president of the United States on January 20th uh, by taking the oath of office. And then I, sus- I, I really also suspect that what he keeps telling us is going to happen, and that's Kamala Harris will be the president. That's according to Joe Biden. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> you have that? According to Joe Biden, Kamala Harris is going to be the president of the United States. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I have... Uh, I have a suspicion that that's what's going to happen. I suspect that's what's going to happen. Okay, let's listen to it. Here he goes. I took it to instill public confidence in the vaccine. President-elect Harris took it to hers today for the same reason. He says it every time. He says it every time. Anyway, I suspect that's what's going to happen. But to me, because of those contested states and because of the evidence that I've heard and the research that I've done, he'll be an illegitimate president as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. He, they, they, yeah he definitely, this was a cheat. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're not changing my opinion. Nobody's changed my opinion on that in any way, shape, or form, or nothing that we've right. seen unfold. They obviously cheated in a big way. You know, I mean, just look at where we are right now. You know, we're yeah. still we're weeks out from from the or months now after since the last election or since the election, and uh, you know, it's still it's we're still haggling over this. No, no I think you're right. I, I think it's going to be Biden, and I think when every time he mentions Harris as the president elect, I think it's unconsciously him saying, "Oh, I can't wait till she takes over, so I can lay down and take a nap." You know what I mean? I just want to 100%. win it and then get the hell out of there and let her take over. That's exactly almost that's what it feels like. Mm. Yep. Well, he knows, and it's gone beyond Freudian at this point, or even just the fact that he doesn't have the cognitive ability that right. he maybe at some point in his life maybe had. He hadn't had it, you know, the, the years that I've been following him, but. <sighs> Um, you know, I, I think it's now to the point where he knows he's been instructed that that's the way it's going to be, and that's what he's calling her. He's just saying <laughs> she's the yeah. she's the president elect, y'all. And I, mean, I think it's, it's all more the time. of a, 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 a <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I said this morning that you know if we if we went back and counted up how many times he referred to her as president elect versus vice president elect, yeah, he was referred to her more as president elect right. than he has anything else. So, he just you know. wants his moment in history, you know, down pat, and then he wants out. He wants to go lay down and have a sandwich. You know, I mean, that's exactly yeah, that's how right. the sense I get. And that's probably exactly what's going to happen. That's you know that's probably exactly what's going to happen. President Kamala Harris who tracked 1% in her home state coming out of the primaries when she dropped out. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. arguably, and, and, you know, this is what I think, I don't know about you, but if she ends up there, arguably one of the least qualified human beings to ever sit behind that desk. Oh, unquestionably. You know. Whoa. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I'll say to that is amen and a woman. I'll say it both. I'll say a man, oh, man. and a woman. Oh, I'm so sick of it all. A <laughs> man oh, just doesn't and a woman. stop, man. A woman. <laughs> it's not a gender <laughs> reference, you idiot. The guy's a Methodist minister. 
How did he get his ordination? <laughs> well, That's that explains it right there. Reference. Methodist minister. Yeah. What's that? Uh, that, that explains it right there. Methodist minister. They left the, 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 the right. Methodism left left the uh, the uh, tenets of the faith uh, years and years ago when they started to say that you know we're gonna we're gonna get all woke and get all cool in the Methodist church. So that explains a lot of that. But uh, yeah, Omain means so let it be done. It means uh, it's an affirmative word. Uh, let it be. Right. That's what amen means. And right. uh, so when you're saying it's it's not a gender reference. It's no. not like you're saying God is amen, so uh God is also a woman. It, it, That's what this guy closed the prayer. Oh, do we have oh, a Chris? Did you just say it's, it? it's horrible. Uh, let, let's play it so everybody knows what we're talking about. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, <laughs> and God known by many names by many different faiths. A man and a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like like we end each prayer with right on dudes you know i mean yeah. th- 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 that's horrible but you know what he probably knows that 90 percent, not 90 percent, but a fair percentage of folks uh uh you know are not gonna are gonna think it's really cool and not really understand that it's not a gendered reference uh although a lot of people do know it's not a gendered reference so i if you're woke you loved it if you're woke, you love the whole thing about monotheistic God and the, some of the others. I think what you mentioned, Brahma. Did he leave I any think, God out? Well, he left a lot. I mean, he should, you know, if he's going to hit, hit every single one, he's got he'd still be talking. But he hit the <laughs> the Hindu God. I think he said Brahma, right? Uh, uh, he did. Monotheistic God, which uh-huh. is, I guess that's our God because it's just one, you know. <laughs> it's just, it sounded horrible. But again, if you were woke, you love that stuff. And you're like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He uh, he definitely wanted to cover all the bases. But, uh, you know, uh, like Jesus said, as it was in the times of Noah, so shall it be at my second coming. So hang on tight, baby. We're getting close. All right, a quick break for Warren Ryman. We'll come back on the other side here, 210-599-5555. Pecos Fence Company at Pecos, you get outstanding customer service. Now, they can do it through social distancing, of course, so they can give you your estimate right over the phone or through email or whatever works for you for whatever the fence job is. It doesn't have to be complete fence work. In other words, you don't need a whole new fence. They can come out and repair what you have. But when it comes to all new fencing, these guys are really on top of it. They can come out, survey. They can do everything that they need to do to find out exactly where the fence needs to go. Uh, they can lay the entire thing out and then tell you what it's going to cost for the materials that w- you want to use, the 4 by 4s the runners, whether you want those to be steel or wood. I recommend the steel, whether you want it to be cap rail at the top and the bottom or just top, top whichever, uh, just whatever's going to work best for you and your family, and, uh, and and then make it work into your budget. And that they help you with all of that at Pecos company and very friendly all along the way as well responsive too or if you just want to buy the materials and do the labor yourself and save the labor costs hey they're totally cool with that as well at pecos fence company just give them a call at 210-655-5656 they take care of the rest pecos fence company accuweather for monday january 4th 2021 Today, sunny in 76. Tomorrow, colder or cooler in 67. On Wednesday, a shower is possible in 68. Cool temperatures by the end of the... San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. But I think there are enough Trump supporters and enough crazy, wacky base of Trumps that would, that would come and say, yes, we admire Trump. 
Okay, so what they did was a uh, man on the street, and they were asking Biden supporters, uh, Don- Donald Trump uh, surged to the top of the most popular in the Gallup poll. What do you think about that? And so we've been playing some of their answers for you uh, this morning. It's Monday, January 4th, 2021. Did you do resolutions? Do you do that? You know, yeah, I guess I kind of did this year. Uh, I, I, I Normally, I, I don't really think much of that because it's kind of setting yourself up for failure you know what i mean uh mm-hmm. so this year i it's just sort of a general i want to get healthier and more spiritual and kind of reconnect with my faith and and uh get my body uh you know somewhat healthy yeah <laughs> how about you yeah i i don't do resolutions but i do goals i got this sheet of paper and i just started writing stuff like you know uh, what, what do they call that mental dump mind dump and Mind I did that. Dump, brain dump, yeah. Mind dump on the paper. And uh, I got all kinds of stuff down that not not only are things that I want to do overall in general, like reconnect and all those kind of things, but uh, definitely stuff that needs that, that I'm looking at doing around the house and professionally and so on and so forth. And so, yeah, I got stuff written down. I, I, we'll see how much of it actually gets done. I, I know a lot of people made all their plans last year, and 2020 was kind of blowed up. So <laughs> Really? You know, yeah, probably kind not a lot of people uh, made it through their resolutions last year uh, once the fun that. really started. You know, what a year, man! What a year, oh, man! You buy, <laughs> yeah. We'll see you. See Thanks ya. for stopping by. Don't I call. Try. Not Lose again. My number. <laughs> hey, speaking of stopping by, um, you've seen in the news the story of this asteroid thing that's long and skinny. It looks oh, yeah. like a baby Ruth. A baby Ruth or something else, but yeah. Well, see okay. How you are. So, a Harvard, a Harvard professor by the name of Avi Loeb, the chair of Harvard's Department of Astronomy, says um, that's space garbage from the aliens. The aliens have already been here, and they left the space garbage behind. And he's laying out a compelling case for why this object in particular, but others uh, that have been wandering into our solar system, is actually from the aliens. And Muamua, which is Hawaiian for uh, scout, uh, space travelers go, a relatively small piece, about 100 yards long. <laughs> That's a long one. Working on it for a while, boy, I tell you. But it's a big deal in the scientific community because he says he believes the aliens have been here, Sean, and they're coming back. They will return. Well, first off, they need to start picking up after themselves, okay? You know, That's they, right. don't, they don't pay rent. They just cruise through our galaxy and start you know, dropping stuff. That's not cool, man. I'm calling the intergalactic <laughs> HOA on these people. And secondly... Just get AOC on it. AOC. Yeah, let's get AOC on this. Can you take... They're not recycling, man. They just leave these football-sized, football field-sized, you know, bags of crap in our galaxy. Um, secondly, uh, come get me. Come on. I'm, come on. Come on. I'll, I'll go with you. Go ahead and pick me up. and I'll do the whole Richard Dreyfus thing and go with you, and you can show me your planet and stuff. Just drop me off later. I'm ready. I just... I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. There's a lot of talk. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of this talk that is going on right now around all of this, and these guys now are coming out and starting to say, yeah, it's for real. Okay, great. Well, you know, if you think about it, though, the last time, you know, a lot of times we, we compare this era uh, to the turning of the last or the previous century, uh, the 19th century, 18th century, 19th century. And, and, and 
at that time when things were so cataclysmic, you had war, global wars, you had all kinds of, you had pandemics, you had everything, all that stuff going on, that science fiction became very popular. That's when H.G. Wells became very popular. That's when a lot of those guys became very popular writing their, their you know, uh, stories about space aliens and stuff. So I don't know, man. Maybe in, in times of calamity, we look to the stars, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, come and intervene, man. Help us out or, or take me with you. Either way. It's just kind yeah. of interesting as a trend. Well, you know, this this story that came out in the paper over the weekend, I thought it was pretty interesting, uh, about how people are now starting to uh, say, look, I, I've got to get away from all the protocols and all the rules. Uh, Chasnoff wrote this piece, and for some, the rules wearing thin as the pandemic grows more dire, while at the same time, you've got the uh, the Surgeon General Jerome Adams saying, look, this new strain that we now know is here in the United States, it's not more dangerous or more deadly, but it is more contagious in California, Florida, Colorado, places like that. And the former head of the FDA, uh, Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb, said, well, it's going to be the majority of U.S. cases by March. And so, you know, mask up, uh, wash your hands, stay away from each other is going to continue for quite some time. But these people that Chasnoff talked to for the piece in the paper said, look, I'm just, I've got to get this mask off and i got to get out. And look, I'm going to work anyway. I'm taking a chance. I'm taking a risk by going to work anyway. And so if I, if I have to go to work and I'm taking a risk doing that, why can't I just go out and have some fun too? And everything's closed down, so. Well, I mean, psychologically, it's wearing, right? I mean, it's it's wearing thin with people. We've been at this for almost a year, you know, and yeah. and, and living this way. And I, I think there's, you know, you hear, I, I, go, I go on the air and grumble about the masks quite a bit. And, you know, I don't think I'm alone in that, you know, as far as being, uh, you know, tired of, of this whole damn thing. Uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean that I, I don't believe that the virus is real. What, the, what we're hearing is, is not 100% happening. 100% is. We also know a, lot, a fair amount of people in the medical community here in, in town, and we hear all kinds of horror stories about, you know, what, what life is like in the hospitals right now. So it's God not saying it's people. not real. Right. God bless them. Right. But, man, how long can you live this way? Honestly. Mm. <laughs> it, does, it, it makes perfect sense to me that people are start to say, well, if I can go to work, why can't I go hang out with my friends for a little bit after work, you know? Yeah. They're just tired of it. Yeah. Strange. Well, you know, that's that was the main thing I got out of the article, because uh, just a couple of quotes. One of them says, to be honest, I just feel like we have no way around this at this point, so we just have to live with it. I do feel bad because I know my parents are going to come later today, and I'm like, damn it, should I go out? My sister already got COVID. What's the worst that can happen? And then she said this, and this was the, my big takeaway. I still have to go to work and pay my bills. Why am I not going to, or why am I going to work and risking my life, but I can't risk my life having fun? And I think a lot of people are starting to feel that way, that the stuff they have to do is still required, but the stuff they'd like to do is not even available to them right now. And they can't understand. They can't marry the two, can't understand the two. Well, it doesn't make any sense. It's incongruous. You know, I mean, it's, it's got to be physically true of both situations. <laughs> or neither. So, you know, I, I people are, are, plus, you know, all work and no play, you know what they say. There comes right. a point where you've you got to let, it, people are not letting off steam. I mean, we, we let off some steam here New Year's Eve. It was the first time we've done that in months. Where it's just the four of us, and we just partied, you know, till four in the morning. Just because, to release some tension. 
So, you know, you imagine folks who, who are used to, you know, getting out and doing certain things to, to relieve that, that tension and, and that stress, and they're not able to do it. It's like right. you're stuck in the stressful situation 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and there's no let up. Right. And after almost a year, yeah. you know people are, are starting to get sick of it. They, you know, you only keep really people are. living this way for so long. That's it. Exactly yeah. right. So we'll see where it all goes. It's, uh, you know, I think there's, there's daylight on the horizon because of the vaccines and some of the things that have been going on. But, you know, it's still, it's out there. It's, it is definitely real and people are getting sick from it. But the recovery rates, and I was hearing, uh, Captain Morgan talk about this earlier, recovery rates are really looking good too. All right. We'll take a quick break for the bottom of the hour news. And we'll come back on the other side, more Warren Rima for 2021, and a word for our friends at Alamo Water Softeners, where they can help you extend the life of your plumbing and your appliances. San Antonio has incredibly hard water, and many contaminants are undetectable in your hard water. So if you want to help keep your family healthy and safe, Alamo Water Softeners can come out and test your water, too. Now, got a New Year's special for you. Trade in or up on select water softener systems and get up to a $400 credit for a limited time. Alamo water softeners are the best value for the highest quality water treatment anywhere. I know this personally because I've owned one since the day they opened their doors, and you can too. They get you a free estimate at your home, including on-site water analysis, and all you got to do is go to their website. That's alamowatersofteners.com, alamowatersofteners.com. But take advantage of this New Year's special right now. Trade in or up on select water software systems and get up to $400 in credit. That's Alamo. Tell them Dave Ramsey sent you. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Enough politicians who ignore the stay-at-home lockdowns they impose on the rest of us. Enough with arrogance and hypocrisy. Americans are fed up with it. And we Republicans are, too. Okay. Great. Good morning. It is Ware at Rima, 550 KTSA and FM 1071. So, yeah, we were just talking off the air how we've got uh, several more years of uh, nanners over there. As the Speaker of the House, she was narrowly reelected to the speakership yesterday. And so... Um, one of the first things she did was to change the uh, rules at the uh, at the house and uh gender non-specific language uh, you know you can't use gender specific language so words like father mother son daughter brother sister uncle aunt husband and wife and the words for parent child sibling parent sibling and spouse are all being removed from more generic words z and he and they Ugh. yeah so reference to chairman you now just say chair and let's see here references to he or she is swapped out for member delegate or resident commissioner and instead of saying seaman you say seafarer um it's stupid <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, my God. Right, because this is making people's lives better. It really is. This is improving so many lives around the globe. You know, the example we're setting here. Actually, it's not helping a single person out in their life in any way, shape, or form. It's just, you know, the the whole anti-gender thing is bizarre to me. You know, like, when did your biological reality become, you know, politically incorrect? She's just, how are people, you're going to get to a point where people can't even talk to each other. 
because we won't be able to figure out the damn pronouns before we even start talking. You so does that what, mean? Though? But does that mean that in the chamber she can punish people if if, if they don't use the right pronoun or if they say something? Oh, wrong? I don't know. I don't know if she'll punish anybody. We'll see. We'll probably give him a good talk today. Hey, you come to the bar with me. We need to talk. We need to go have a talk. Come with me. You know that kind of thing, maybe. But but you know what, Sean? I I I totally disagree with this. I totally disagree with them doing this. You is what you is. God God gave you that, okay? And you should be proud of that. Whatever you is is what God made you. And so that's my position on it. If you want to call yourself a pink elephant who walks backwards on Tuesdays, I don't care what you call yourself. It just don't t- don't tell me that I have to believe you're a pink elephant walking backwards on Tuesdays or that I have to call you that because I'm not going to call you that. You're obviously not a pink elephant walking backwards on Tuesdays, so that's not what I'm going to call you. But it's coming, man, and it's going to be a reality in all of our lives. They already busted their way into the education system. They already got in the kids' heads. The kids are like, yeah, man, you know, call yourself whatever you want. And, yeah, not only not only that, but you have to call me what I want you to call me. And if you don't, then, you know, you're going to get canceled. The kids are already there. So when they are of age and they're running the country, that's going to happen. What Nancy is doing to the house is going to be, it's going to be standard, standard operating procedure for our kids and grandkids. Oh, I know. Oh yeah, well that's that's an inev- that's inevitable, right? I mean, they, they are going to be the major age group at some point in this country, which means they'll be presidents, they'll be senators, they'll be congressmen, congressmen, congress chicks, you know, whatever. <laughs> Might as well get them in, get the gender references in, in now while you still can. But what's it going? What is America really going to look like when they're running the whole show? You know, I've often said AOC is an anomaly now, but what about when she's the standard? When everybody is her? You know, oh man, I uh, the the climate stuff, the gender stuff. Uh, it, it's and, and again, this will be the first generation that's really doesn't really have a strong grounding in American or world history because that was intentional through the public education system, I think, to weaken their their understanding of history. Uh, and uh, there, it's going to be a stumble fest, and and life in America won't be recognizable from what it is today, even. And things are no, weird no, enough no. today. It's, it's going <laughs> to be really different. But it's going to to them, it's going to be second nature. Uh, right. You know, they've already been programmed with that, and that what you are biologically biologically means nothing. It's, it's meaningless. <laughs> and they've already been taught that though, since the day they they start they darken the school doors. So now it's just going to be second nature to them eventually at at some point. And the language is changing too. And I don't think the lang- the language is changing for the better, but it is changing. And and, and so it's all about it's 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 this whole wokeness stuff over in the UK. They're years ahead of us, right? Or so they like to think they're years ahead of us. But they watched Greece over the holidays. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and somehow they came away from Greece calling it misogynistic, uh, rapey, and slut-shaming, and uh, full of white people. That's what they Too had to say about people. Greece. That's the Olivia, Too many the Olivia yeah. Newton-John, John Travolta thing, yeah. Which is one of the most generic, I mean, by today's standards, I think it's one of the most generic movies. And when did rapey become a word? You know, I keep seeing oh, yeah. that word. When the hell did that become a word? Rapey? Right. It's rapey? I mean, I'm not even talking about whether it is or it isn't. Just the idea that now it's a descriptor that people use that something could be oh, rapey. Sure. That's horrible, man. I saw that story, and the, the well, that's the one word that stuck. First off, I, I know it's all crap, but, I mean, the Brits have uh, have put warnings and... Uh, such on many different movies, including Gone with the Wind, Lawrence of Arabia, and a whole bunch of others. 
But, you know, when you describe something as rapey, I'm just not even sure what's going on there. I'm not even really sure what that's supposed to mean. I mean, I sort of know on a visceral level that it's encouraging rape or assault on women or something of that nature. But rapey? What are we, mm-hmm. nine-year-olds? You know, I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's just... Well, and, and I think a lot of it, you know, during the Obama years, a lot of it was used as a distraction. All the cultural stuff right. was used as a distraction while he was over there giving our jobs away. And I think that that's what they're bringing back, a distraction where people like you and I will be talking about rapey and talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Greece and how they're viewing Greece and words and vernacular while they're over there messing around, giving the jobs to China and taking on the take from China, getting money from China, which is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to give the jobs back to China. And they're going to end up taking money from China to go into whoever's coffers, just like they did before. That, that, oh, yeah. The whole game. And, and, you know, the thing of it is, I had a caller this morning who nailed it right, right on the head. says Republicans and Democrats, and the only reason Trump is going away, of course they cheated. And, of course, Joe Biden's not going to be a legitimate president. He was not elected by the people of this country to be the president. He's been elected by the people in D.C. because mm. the people in D.C., they don't want to be crossed with China. They, they like. They like. <laughs> Getting the, getting the cash from China, it's a nice thing. It's so a, it's that's a where we're headed. Romance for them, yeah, it has been for a long time. And and Trump's shaking the shaking it up, man. He's, he was draining the swamp. He was calling them out for what they're doing, and he can't have that. <laughs> you can't have one of the little people. I mean, I know he's a billionaire, but in their minds, you know, of the peasant class, you can't have somebody like that roll to our world and start telling us how to run business here, and and exposing this stuff. You know, I mean, that's why they hate his guts so much. So, yeah, they're running him out, man. They're going to get rid of him. That's that's the that's yep. the only intention. That is job number one for the entire swamp is get him out of there, no matter yep. what it takes, because they can't go back to business with China or anybody else until Trump's gone, and uh, and that's what we've seen unfold over these uh, over this past year. Uh, well, hell, over the past four years since he was elected, right. So right. that's gonna be really different, mm-hmm. different but same. All right, so we got on Westbound 410 at Fred Road. We got that one lane open because of that accident. More from Debbie coming up here on KTSa. More wear and rhyme on the other side of the break. Let me tell you about Bridgehead IT. Bridgehead IT with your IT services for a brand new year. You know what was cool and new in IT yesterday is all different today. That's how quickly IT changes, and you have to stay ahead of it. And Bridgehead IT will help you and your company stay ahead of it. Are you getting a competitive advantage out of your IT, or do you even know? When was the last time you had your IT assessed by a professional, maybe even an outside professional? Maybe you have an IT department, but you, it's really a good idea to have a third set of eyes to come in from the outside, take a look, and see how things are going, and to make sure that you're maximizing it. Maybe you need to spend more. Maybe you're spending too much. Maybe you're spending it in the wrong area. Maybe your cybersecurity is lacking, and if that's the case with all the ransomware and malware and all that stuff that's out there, not only you are at risk, but your employees and your customers' information is at risk as well. Don't let that happen. Contact a company right here in San Antonio that's been doing it now for more than 20 years. That's Bridgehead IT. And they're online right now, Bridgehead IT. 556 So tell me... Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. Yep, pretty much, but that's what they're going to do, Mr. President. So 
I just want to take a second here with Warren Rima on KTSA to say hello to our friends in New Mexico who are listening. You know, it used to be in, in, in two weeks, Sean, I'm coming up on 46 years doing this myself, 48 total. Wow. But 46 years on my own career in two weeks. And it used to be you just had the coverage of your station, wherever right. your station covered. And KTSA covers most of Texas, but, you know, that's all you had. Uh, and then you started to have syndication come in, and uh, you and I both have done some syndicated shows and stuff like that. But now you're everywhere because <laughs> with streaming, not a day goes by that I don't hear from somebody from outside of Texas, you know, that's, that listens to the show and all that. So they're listening to New Mexico this morning while the sun's coming up. Why, hello there. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Yeah, I, I have a, a bunch of listeners in Germany, of all places. i got a listener in uh, in Ireland uh, that catches the show. It's it's weird, because you're right. Like, when, when we came of age, you know, your you signal barely went beyond your own town. Uh, and now, it's global, man. Everything. But everything is. Everything is global. All media, all content is global now. And uh, it, it's just a big old world. It's just too. Isn't it? Isn't it depressing though that even though most content is global, content in general is getting dumber. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fact. It is getting that. You said the D word though. You said the D word. Depressing. Right. Oh yeah. And uh, Tanya Roberts passed away. Uh, the old Bond girl from that '70s show and the Bond girl. 65 non-covid. And here's what's interesting too is that when you when somebody dies, now they have to say in the report and it was not covid related cuz right now right. if you die now, everybody thinks you you died of covid, right? So right. they have to say in the report she collapsed while walking her dog, could have been anything. I don't know, aneurysm, heart condition, right. who knows. They didn't they didn't have it in the in the article. Maybe they haven't done the autopsy yet, I don't know, but but uh, now, now you have to specific. My point is now you specifically have to state in the article, and it was not COVID related. Isn't that weird? So <laughs> you yeah. could fall into a wood chipper, you know, and they would have to still say was not COVID related. You know, it's just it, it is weird. That's that's part of the new normal, isn't it? <laughs> Making that distinction, it's expected now because you're right. Everybody assumes that it's uh that it's because of the covids you know whether it is or it isn't so these are strange it's a whole new year and i, I think we're both praying for a good year for all of us me for sure man but it's for still sure. it's it's we're still living in this situation that hasn't changed so you know hopefully uh it, it gets better somehow but you know we'll see we'll see I know you spent a lot of time over the holidays uh, watching bowl games and paying close attention to what was going on with all that. So with bowl games, is that what you said? <laughs> is that was that football or is that soccer? Yeah. Is that, really? No, I, I I missed a lot of the big sports game thingies. That were you were you watching it? Did you? I thought were you watching any football? I did. Or? Yeah. Well, no, no, the college stuff I'm I'm cool with. Yeah, I did. I, right. I watched uh, some of the stuff that was going on in the college, and I, some of it was was really good. Big surprise over the weekend with Clemson uh, losing. I mean, every, everybody with their quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who you you, you wouldn't know this, Sean, but he, I mean, he he looks like a Fabio wannabe. He's got the long <laughs> flowing hair. And every time the network shows, and he's like nine foot tall, he's every girl's dream, right? right? And so every time they show him, he's walking in slow motion. I don't know how guys do that. I want to learn how to walk in slow motion. Because he's walking in slow motion with his hair blowing in the breeze. He never walks at a full pace. You know what I'm saying? Some guys can just walk in slow-mo, you know, and the hair just... 
flies in slow-mo. You know, yeah. I, I look like the film is speeded <laughs> up, you know, as I, as I stumble about. But there are some guys that just, they do. They could just walk in slow motion. It's a hell of and, a trick, man. <laughs> walk in slow motion, but the hair's blowing like you're walking at full speed and it's bouncing and all that. Anyway, I don't know the hair stuff he uses. He He's probably going to be still... The first pick, although Ohio State's quarterback did a fantastic job the other night. His name is Justin Fields, and he's going to be a good find for the NFL. Um, but uh, national championship is going to come down between a great, another great Alabama team, and they have put on tons of great teams, and Ohio State. So that's that'll be a great game, I think. It's going to be good, fun to watch. That's what I'm thinking. You know, during the commercial, I just told Trey that the big exciting, the most exciting thing that happened to me over the weekend was a Columbo marathon. Oh yeah, on Sundance, I recorded 19 episodes of Columbo, and, and you're riffing on football, and I have no idea what you're talking about. And, sure, and that's what I. Yeah, I, I that was my big exciting uh, uh, television experience: the Columbo marathon on Sundance. Right on. <laughs> well. <laughs> But you can go back and you can, now that you recorded, you go back and watch every single one of them and watch them over and over again. So it'd be totally good. Absolutely, yeah. Life is yeah. good, man. That's Just the plan. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do a really good Columbo, by the way. Why, they tell you. me you, you know, do I, a good. I don't mind. <laughs> they tell me you do a good Trey Ware, but you never will do it in front of me. Maybe one of these days after a couple of Keontes. Perhaps. Yes, I know. Perhaps. Right. <laughs> All right. So this is the week for the certification of the president. We'll get back to that coming up. Where and Rima. President Trump continues to believe him. Where in Rima, 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Welcome to the jungle. That almost sounded like Chris Christie, but anyway. Um, <laughs> now. At noon on Wednesday, it's noon our time, this coming Wednesday is when they're to convene the House and the Senate, and they are to bring in, it's, it's really ceremonial, they bring in in the box, wood boxes, the Electoral College votes, and they open it up, and in there is a bottle of wine. No, in there is... <laughs> The votes. And the guy who counts them, the guy who calls it out and counts it, is the vice president of the United States. And uh, then they, you know, they certify the whole thing. But apparently when they get to certain states that are being contested right now, namely Georgia and others, Philadelphia or, or, or Pennsylvania, like that, uh, apparently what they're going to do is there's going to be a contest from uh, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, and other uh, Senate Republicans and other Senate or, or House uh, members who are Republicans as well. They're going to challenge it too. So actually, Sean, in reality, if it does play out that way and they form this commission that they're trying to form to actually parse these ballots, you might be looking at Friday before you know. Um, at, at the very, My prediction is at the earliest it'll be sometime Wednesday or Thursday morning at the earliest. Right. We're not going to know anything on Wednesday. No, no, no way. I don't think so. I don't think no. so. No, no. I mean, I, I, you know, this is an interesting process this time out. It's kind of new for everybody right now. But uh, uh, I, I don't know because I don't, I don't know what the procedural stuff is after they make the, after they contest uh, the, this stuff. I don't know what happens then. You know, then what do they do? So I, I, I don't know, man. But uh, it, it's it's uh, I it's like we keep saying, and I I, I get mess I get messages about this every day when I say it on the air. But I think you know my my gut is, and like you said, is that it's going to be tr- it's going to be Biden. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No matter how this plays out, because the ch- the cheat is too big. People don't like to hear that. 
And and I know we both get called out on it because they're like, no, it's not over yet. It's not over yet, you know. And I'm eh, well. now again, as I said at the beginning of the show, these are very strange times, and the Trump era is, uh, if anything, it's unpredictable. So who knows? You're, I mean, it could go uh, in some good direction for Trump, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to predict. I just I just think I just think that she when you, again, like I said at the beginning, when you have the Secretary of State of Georgia secretly recording the president and then somehow that recording makes it to the washington post the cheat right. is in and the cheat is big okay that that's so i uh I, in other words if you're going to cheat to the extent they cheated all right you're going to have you would have anticipated this moment and right. uh you would anticipate that there would be a contest to these the certification in these states by guys like cruz so you know what's the plan there what's the cheat there so I don't know, man, but I, you, you know, I think you're right. We're not going to know anything on Wednesday. I don't. I, I, it, would, it would surprise me. I, I, I'm, you know, probably there. This is going to be Thursday. But you're bringing up a good point about the the, the known uh, cheat and how you how you build that into what you're doing. Uh, one thing we learned about Donald Trump early on and throughout his presidency, because he's not a politician, he doesn't have that political deafness when it comes to, not deafness, deftness, when it right. comes to a cheat and, and how the whole uh, insider game is played. We, we learned, you know, we saw it play out the people who were coming and going and who were cheating on him behind his back and who were leaking out of the oval mm. office all that stuff that was going on you know anybody who is going to come into that uh, type of power you bring your own people in you don't trust the people who were there before you man you flip the switch you flush the commode you get rid of the people that are there you bring in all new faces that are loyal to you and trump didn't do that at the beginning it cost him a lot of time because those people were cheating on him they remember how yeah. we found out that they weren't carrying out his orders they weren't doing what he wanted to done they, mm -hmm. ca they kept on that's that's that is the definition of the swamp right but he didn't have the political deafness to understand that and how that whole thing he just thought you know Hey, I'm the president. They have to do what I say because that's how business works. Well, no, they don't. And they carry on and do whatever the heck they want to do, and that's what they did. So he didn't really have the deafness to, to deal with this kind of steel that we're talking about. And it was definitely a steal, but he didn't have the political, uh, I guess savvy would be a word, the political savvy. Um, yeah, to that's know perfect, that this was going to happen or could happen, right? And and the, and the, what they're doing to him right underneath his nose. So he calls up and he tells these guys. He lays it all. I read a thirteen-page report overnight, and I listened to the entire four and a half minutes. And all he did was lay out. This went. This went. That, 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 one, two, three, four, five. This is right. what was going on. Now, now I'm looking for eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes. Well, the Washington Post, which is owned by Jeff Bezos, picks out that part. That's the part they release. ABC here picks it up. ABC starts talking about it, that Donald Trump's trying to cheat this thing by saying, well, I need 11,780. You have to listen to the whole thing in its context. The reason that there's a connection with the Washington Post is Jeff Bezos does a ton of business in China with Amazon. So, you know, he doesn't want to be, a, he doesn't want a, a country uh, to be at odds with China. He he wants to pull billions of dollars out of China every year. It all It's all integral. It's all interworking parts and pieces. That's why. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. So they, you know, they, they, they if you're if you're going to cheat to that extent, you, you don't want to lose the cheat in in the final reel because you didn't anticipate, uh, you know, uh, a contest against the electoral votes in these states. So, and, and plus, 
you know they 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 know that and this is where i think you're you're right with his lack of savvy in regards to p- things political in that he did call this guy up and he did you know say exactly what he was thinking and not that you would expect i guess the secretary of state uh, secretary of state of a state to to record you but then again why not you know he's been recorded by people before uh right. so you know i it, you know every time he does something like this it, it's it's interesting that he doesn't foresee that you know this could come back to bite him unless he does and he has some other motive for doing it uh which is what i prefer to think but uh, but i can't think of what that reason would be other than to have it on record his thoughts to the secretary of state of georgia as to what exactly he thought went down because there is a complete record you can take it out of context all you want but the full record of it still exists uh, so I, I don't know. It's very strange, but I, 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 I would be very surprised to see this go in Trump's direction. But which would be great. But I, I think they've anticipated uh, all of this stuff and they prepared yeah. for it. So, yeah, you know, again, we'll see well, what happens this week. Guys like uh, Obama who have a whole lot of political savvy who are nothing but politicians, right? Politicians right. is all they are. Somebody like him, he's got a lackey that makes that phone call, right? right? He's got a lackey who calls up the Secretary of State, and the lackey goes, hey, man, we're looking for the 1178. Here's what happened during the election, blah, blah, blah. The lackey makes the phone call for uh, right. Obama, and then if the stuff hits the fan, Obama can say, he did what? You're fired. I didn't know. <laughs> right. Plausible deniability. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what Arms it's all length. about, man. And I don't know that Trump mm-hmm. understands that. Or maybe he doesn't care. I don't know. Maybe oh, he doesn't he's care. a businessman. Yeah. He says, he, he's a businessman. And I've been with these businessmen who, who operate like that. Get them on the phone. Get, get, hey, right. get so-and-so on the phone. I got to talk to him right now. Mm-hmm. Get him on mm-hmm. the phone. That's what it feels like. You're exactly right. Get, call that guy up right now. I want to talk to him. He's got kind of a stream of consciousness when he's talking, uh, which is very New York-y, you know, uh, but also, again, you, you provide unlimited opportunities to be taken out of context uh, mm-hmm. when, when that's how you riff. But again, I, I don't, maybe he just doesn't care what they do because he knows they're going to do something anyway. Mm-hmm. So right. he might as well just say it like it is. So right. I don't know. And I agree Let's with see. that, too. Oh, I do, too. Uh, growing... Growing body of evidence showing that COVID-19 leaked from a Chinese lab, according to a U.S. official. U.S. National Security Advisor Matthew mm. Pottinger uh, says that, uh, yeah, that uh, is growing body of evidence showing that COVID-19 did come from the Chinese lab. Was this no. even a question? No. This is shocking. <laughs> it wasn't with us when it first happened. Who, Not on who's this asking show. that one? I don't know. We were we were saying from the very beginning. Well, don't you think maybe because of the tariff war and the isolation or the the increased isolation from all these other countries, including America, that uh, this would kind of make sense? Uh, you yeah. know, just from timing, from a timing perspective. Uh, an election, yeah. An election, you know. An election. Mm. Yeah. Uh, look, my opinion is. They made it. They released it. Now, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, prove, prove to me. It didn't come from no monkey over there in some wet market. Hey? <laughs> <You know? laughs> they released it. Right. We'll take, take a quick break, and we'll come right back. You get other things from monkeys, but that's funny. not one of them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> More wearing rhyme on the other side. Um, okay, I want to tell you about Car Zeus, the place for you to sell your car or truck at CarZeus.com. Car Zeus. 
Zeus.com. They're awesome at Car Zeus. Located right here in San Antonio at Vance Jackson 410. Now, you can go over there if you want, but you don't have to. They're more than happy to do everything over the Internet and then come to wherever you are, whether it's at your house or work. And social distancing, of course, they do all that. But at CarZeus.com, you get the treated in uh, great customer service, great customer respect all the way through the process. True professionals in every sense of the word at CarZeus.com. Going to give you top dollar for your vehicle in a just hassle-free, headache-free way of being able to sell it. So here it is, 816 this morning. If you'd like to sell that vehicle today and have it gone by the time you're done with work, guess what? It can happen for you. But the first step has to be taken by you right now. Log on to their website, carzeus.com. Accurate weather forecast for Monday, January 4th, 2021. Today's going to be sunny, 76. Flip that for tomorrow. It'll be cooler, 67. On Wednesday, a shower is possible. And com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. You have to make sure that you send Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff to the United States Senate. Are you ready to make that happen? Two of the finest Marxist socialists, probably communists, that you'll ever meet. All right, so uh, <laughs> I want to say one more thing about the uh, political savvy, and then you can jump on whatever you want to do there, man. Um, 822, where in Rima. Just one final comment about the political savvy. Tom Cotton, uh, Republican out of Arkansas. I, I, you know, I kind of I, I like him. I really do. Um, He's a he's a little milk toast for me, uh, not all that exciting. But I I do think he has conservative principles down in there somewhere. But he said that he's not going to contest it. And one of the primary reasons he laid out some reasons, but one of the primary reasons he said is that he doesn't want to risk having the Democrats come back and try this at a future date. And all I can say to Senator Cotton, first of all, the Democrats have already contested elections. I have the days and the dates and, and the, and, and the Democrats who did their names. I have, anyway, they've already done it, but, but what the Republicans are going to do this week. So this is nothing without precedent. But secondly, look, this whole idea, Tom, and, and you, you got to get your head on right about this. This whole idea that you got to play nice so that the other team plays nice. That's not how it works with the Democrats. <laughs> they lie. <laughs> I mean, we know that they'll cheat. Uh, we know that they are dirty pool players. And we know that not only have they already contested presidential elections in the past, but the very next opportunity to contest to contest a, uh, contest a presidential election, they will. So if you're thinking this is this was the John Boehner way of, of handling Nancy mm. Pelosi and, and and that rabble. Let me just be nice, you know. Let me go drink some wine, smoke cigarettes with them, and they're going to be fine. And that's not—they cut your throat out, dude. So you have <laughs> yes, got do. to be willing to do it right back to them. And and when you have the opportunity to carry on and do what's right, do what's right. Bottom line. Well, that's what it comes down to. It's it's not about whether they do it themselves in the future or they have done it in the past or what have you. It's about what's right and what's wrong. If it was a cheat, it was a cheat. Okay, it needs to be. De- it mean, needs to be dealt with so that people feel good about voting again. This idea that you're right, John Boehner. Yeah, well, we're all buds, we're all friends, we'll get along. That you know, once they know me as a person and know us as a as a bunch of folks, you know, it'll be better. No, man, they love it when you say crap like that. <laughs> they love it because they know. Given the same situation, they would not only do it, you know, themselves and have done it, but they they do it more and they do it worse. 
You know, it's 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 you can't you you have to look. You say it all the time. You have to look at what people do, and what they actually do. Okay, and if you look at what Dem- the Democratic Democratic Party actually does on a routine basis, is attempt to cheat, insult and denigrate their political opponents instead of providing an op- you know an argument of any kind. They are the most uncivil people uh, uh, in this country right now. And so the idea that you can somehow, you know, bring them into balance with civility. <laughs> they, you know, first off, they have to respect you to give a crap about being civil back to you, which they don't. Right. Uh, and secondly, it's not like civility is something they do very often. In fact, it's quite rare. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree with you. It's, you know, that... that no, that's 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 not a good reason for for not contesting this at all. You can't curry favor with them. It's impossible no. that your niceness is going to buy favor with them, and they're going to go in four years. You know that they would say, "Oh, I remember when Tom Cotton softballed us back then." So let's just <laughs> right. take it easy and not. That's not how. It, that's not how they think. They go for the jugular every time, and this is the time to do it. This is trench warfare, is what it is. And if you think that 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 the, the guys are going to be nice when it, when the shoes on the other. Foot, Foot, just because you're nice this time, yeah, you got a whole other thing. I really do have some oceanfront property. I want to say it's right over here on Zarzamora Street. <laughs> right. Do you think if you're more civil yeah. to a rattlesnake, they won't bite you? You know, <laughs> of course they will. Right. It's their nature. You know, I mean that's uh, that's that's uh, what the Democratic Party has become. So yeah, you can't nice them into equity or balance. No, there's no way they have to care. Mm. They don't. They don't care about being nice. They don't care about civility. Right. Obviously. So, uh, not to change the subject, but to change the subject, what else is on your wall? You've got, you, you, What's it? <laughs> on, my, on my Facebook wall? Yeah, what, what else are you thinking about this morning? What else I, is you on know, your well, mind, a, you prepped? There's a, well, I like to bring the pop culture stuff into, into play because it's, sure. it's so ridiculous on, on, a, you know, on a regular basis. So we have, uh, and I, I'm not a big Blake Shelton fan. Uh, right, and I certainly don't watch this America's. I don't even know what the what the, what the show is. I don't even know what the, what the title is. But mm-hmm. on the uh, the network, the voice, uh, the voice, yeah, the voice. So on yep. the the <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, Carson Daly New Year's Eve special on on NBC, Blake Shelton comes out and he deb- debuts a new song for his wife, who is Gwen Stefani, who mm-hmm. is beautiful, and uh, mm-hmm. it's called Minimum Wage. And it's got right. one line in it where he, he says, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, where he says, you know, uh, you make somebody working on, let's say, girl, your love can make a man feel rich on minimum wage. And people went nuts. Uh, they, uh, they were upset. They said it was tone deaf. They said with so many millions of Americans out of work, you know, how, how can, you're a multimillionaire. How, how can you be talking about minimum wage? And just really had a negative reaction to it. And the reason I bring it up is, you know, we had Jen Aniston last week where she had the, the Christmas ornament that said our first pandemic 2020 and people right. went nuts. Now, I think you could probably argue that the, the, the ornament, well, okay, I could see where that might come off as a little, little insulting to people who have really suffered as a result of this. But holy crap, man, this is just one line in a, in a song for his wife. You know, is it that? I mean, it, it, whether he has that line in this song or not is going to make it, it's kind of like the pronouns. It's not going to make anybody's life any better on planet Earth. I think it's I think it's starting to get a little picky. And again, I'm not exactly a fan of of, of Shelton. I, I've never I don't listen to his music. 
But, you know, I, I think this is being a little oversensitive at this point. It's just a damn country <laughs> Do you think? song. No, just a little? <laughs> it's a perfect line for a country song, you know? Girl, you right. love make man feel rich on minimum wage. Yee, doggy. You know, I mean, it's, come on, man. Let's, let's, let's not be so sensitive that we got to turn something like that into a controversy. Well, two things. First of all, can you imagine how they would be triggered by working man blues? Huh? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> or I'm a white boy looking for a place to do my thing. I mean, those were country hits by Merle Haggard right. and others back in the day, and it would just totally blow the minds of people today. The second thing is all of these little whiny babies, they don't have, as far as I'm concerned, no cred to whine until they whine about de Blasio and his wife clearing Times Square on New Year's Eve, saying him closing Times Square, and he goes out there with his wife and dances alone to Frank Sinatra in New York, New York on New Year's Eve. Now, when you, when you're willing, when when you little whiny babies on the left, when you whiny babies on the left, when you're ready to criticize de Blasio for telling everybody to stay home, and he takes his wife to Times Square and dances with her in Times Square, then maybe I'll listen oh. to you. But chances are we won't. All right, got to take a quick break. More Warren Rama on the other side. Look, here's a way of dealing with depression that works. Aha, finally, finally, something that works. And this is going to be it. This is it. Genesis Behavioral Health has what's called transcranial magnetic stimulation. It is pain-free. It is safe. It is effective in treating depression. Dr. Ted Williams and the great staff at Genesis Behavioral Health can perform this with you or one of your loved ones who is suffering from depression and get you some relief from depression. It's relatively short. It's non-invasive. Like I said, it's pain-free. It's an outpatient treatment, and insurance covers it. FDA approved now for over a decade. Dr. Williams has been using it for over a decade and has been seeing fantastic results for for folks who have depression. So if you do or somebody that you know has depression that has not you know uh, felt any change due to any other kind of treatment, this is a great way of doing it. Genesis Behavioral Health 210-404-96. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. I am committed to social and racial justice in the distribution of this vaccine. It will be available as fairly and as quickly as we can make it happen. Race or income will not determine who lives and who dies. You're so full of crap, Cuomo. You're so full of crap. He's been Mr. Political. In fact, a Blockbuster report this weekend that, you know, again, CNN and ABC, they're not talking about it. Blockbuster report comes out this weekend. He's criticizing the Trump administration over the COVID vaccine and all that. And now it's not, we're not getting the vaccine out there enough. Come to find out, he's sitting on it. He's only put out a few vaccines compared to how many he's got there in New York. It's insane that he is sitting on it and not uh, not getting it out there. He's he's politicized. He's he is playing politics with the lives of New Yorkers, and it doesn't surprise me. I mean, De Blasio did the same thing, dancing in Times Square with his wife the other night. But it, you know, if you're willing to to hold this vaccine back 
because you want to hurt the current administration so you can say the current administration is not getting it out there and you've got it you're you're, you're sitting on it you're sit, sitting on your stockpile and not vaccinating people how do you live with yourself how do you when people are going to get sick and die how do you live with yourself how do you well, do it this is the man whose edict basically led to the deaths of a whole lot of people in the nursing homes and memory places mm-hmm. in new york and and he writes a book before the pandemic is even resolved about what a great response he's given to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. He loves this. He's he, you know he's playing po- yeah certainly he's playing politics with the vaccines. He was one of the first to be to, to be out there be out there in the public square saying oh, we need uh, vaccine justice. We need to make sure this is uh, put out equitably you know and all that stuff. And here he is sitting on it while criticizing the president. He's all ego and no intellect. That guy is all ego and no intellect. You know, he, he loves his little TV show every day. He loves acting like he's mafia or like he's a big guy. And he's really just a stooge. I mean, he, he's a total stooge. I just, you know, that's another reason why I could never do politics. Because ah. I could never put my politics ahead of the lives of human beings. I could never do that. And he does it. Democrat, a lot of Democrats do it. They put, and some Republicans do too, where they put, their politics ahead of the li- actual lives. I'm talking right. about living, breathing human beings ahead of the lives of people, and it's just crazy. Um, the Bear County Sheriff's Office is hiring right now. If you're looking for a gig, 210-335-JOBS, 210-335-JOBS. You get to sit in an office and watch guys in orange suits walk around. So, you know, not a bad gig. <laughs> Can you change Sounds the like channel? Sounds like fun, man. That's... Yeah. You just, could you change, hey, dude, can you get the channel for me? Watch dudes in orange suits just kind of come and go at will. You know? <laughs> hey, I'll be back what later. What channel's uh, the game on? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, 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 I preached one time. Well, I preached several times at, at prisons. But one I went to one time, it, it was a like a mostly maximum security kind of setup. Right. And the way it was set up was the cells are in a cluster, right? And so you, where, where the jail guard sits, and there was only one, inside of this booth that looked on the three different cell blocks. So it's three cell blocks per cluster. And those guys are coming and going all day from about 3 a.m. till about 10 o'clock at night. Prisoners are coming and going because they wash their own clothes. they got to go get their medicines. They work in the field, and they're coming and going. And there's one person that sits up in there. Sometimes it's girl looking at guys down in there, but there's one person that sits up in that command center, and that person is busy opening, closing doors, bing, 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 punching oh, buttons wow. all the time, letting people, letting guys in and out, guys in and out, guys in and out. It's a pretty incredible operation when you go watch these things. It's really cool right right I've, I've never been into a prison and i, I hope i never <laughs> i mean i'd like to do, i'd like to do some ministry i mean i'd love to do ministry and and and, and do that i've always had a you know being a big johnny cash fan uh in the Folsom prison uh concert i always thought well that'd be a great thing to do just to folks who go into the prisons and minister to guys who were mm-hmm. you know some of whom are probably fairly hopeless you know uh i, I think it'd be wonderful you know uh, i've always wanted to try that but uh no I've, I've never seen the actual setup but uh wow it's pretty cool be, uh, what was your what was the first time you walked into a prison what was it like oh, what do freaky. you remember about it 
totally freaky. First of all, the first thing that hit me was I never want to be here. You know, <laughs> it's one place I never want to come. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I was shown great uh, cordial um, cordiality from the warden and everybody. They took me anywhere. They opened up the whole place and took me around. And he told me, you know, uh, to come like two hours before I was supposed to preach. And so, uh, and I did. And they got me in and we went all over the place. I learned a ton about what's what goes on there it's really right. a, a very i don't waste anybody i won't waste everybody's time by but it's a very very interesting uh thing the hardest thing for me and and the biggest takeaway i got was when i went to the lunchroom which was the common area where families could come and sit at a table with their dad mm. or uncle or whatever he grandfather or whatever and watching the face of the kiddos when it was time to leave because the kiddos didn't mm. understand why dad wasn't going with them why well i got to see daddy why isn't he coming home they just didn't mm. understand so you know that right, that was the, right. the, the one thing that stuck in my mind a big deal mm. yeah it's gonna be heartbreaking to see heartbreaking no it's tough very tough yeah, yeah. Mm. wow all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. More Warren Rama coming right up here on KTSA. We'll tell you about our friends at Quarter Moon Plumbing. Quarter Moon Plumbing Heat at AC. Joel and Nigel and his team, their team, they're ready to get to you. They've got fully stocked trucks. If you have any questions in the new year, if you have any plumbing issues in the new year, if you have any heat or AC issues in the new year. I hope you remember their number at Quarter Moon. It's 210-651-5899, 210-651-5899. They take great care to make sure the job is done right the first time. So all you have to do is call Quarter Moon. They don't have any commission sales representatives who are going out there and looking for work to do, and I've been dealing with them for years for stuff at my house, and they haven't ever, ever tried to upsell me on anything while they were here. They just wanted to do what was right for us here and for our home to make sure we were comfortable. And uh, and, and that means making sure the AC works the way it should work, make sure the water's flowing through the pipes the way it ought to be flowing through the pipes, and all that is done right. Master Plumber's on staff as well at Quarter Moon, and they're always there 24-7, so you can depend on them. That's Quarter Moon, Plum Heat and AC at 210-651-texas.com. Under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results, okay? You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. It's 8.50 at 5.50 KTSA, FM 107.1. <laughs> Trey Ware, Sean Rima, although we couldn't do what we do without the other people doing what they do. That's Elaine, and that's Chris, and that's Liz, and that's Don. We appreciate all of them. Look forward to another great year here on KTSA for uh, 2021. 2021. Let's just pray. And I think that was my biggest takeaway from New Year's, because we talked about resolutions and stuff earlier. And it's like, well, I got the general stuff. I want to be healthy and get reconnected sure. spiritually, you know, and, and just get on a better track and, and stop living in pandemic land in my mind, you know, and, and all that stuff. But really, it's good. just about praying for a better year. Just, you know, for all of us, just a good, just some good to happen this year, you know, for for all of us and relative to our individual lives. I, I pray that, you know, something goes well in your life and I pray things go better in my life and, uh, 
you know, we'll 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 take a swing at it and see how it works out. But uh, so so what does that mean, like universally to you? Would that mean that the vaccine works and we have fewer cases of COVID and yeah. places start opening up again and we can we can go down here to bar and uh, have a sandwich and a beer and is well, that what that a, means or? Yeah, just to, be able to lose the damn masks and and and, yeah. and you know not have to you know I mean I pretty much stay on my in my, in my neighborhood and don't go anywhere and just sure. be able to go back to some kind of some semblance of normal life. I mean I think uh, you brought up the Chaznaf uh, Chaznaf article about uh, talking to people locally and you know uh, who are just sick and tired of living on lockdown. You know uh, and one right. uh, and as you said they kind of make the point that well if I can risk my life by going to work. Why right. can't I risk my life by going and hanging out with my friends and, and having some yeah. fun? So right. I, I just, you know, the masks are the main thing. I want to get the damn masks off because <laughs> that's yeah. what's really, you know, that's a, that's a big part of it for me. Right. But, you know, yeah, I hope the vaccines work, and I hope we can get ahead of this thing. Yeah, that's kind of where I am universally. I'm thinking of, of the people that have had it or the people that are dealing with it right now. I had a lady call the 5 to 7 this morning who um had two or actually four family members affected by it over the last mm. couple of weeks lost one he was 72 and he passed away almost lost another one it was two couples in her family and it was because of somebody at work who was kind of flaunting things and came to work and passed it around to one of one of them and mm. And then that one brought it brought it home and kind of passed it around there. I would like to get to a point. I was thinking about this the other day, Sean. I'd like to get to a point where we don't have to think about that. Where if you have the sniffles, that's not the first thing you think. You think, right. oh yeah, we got this crap in the air. You know, it's it's Texas. We got crap in the air. Uh, it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's mountain cedar stuff. But that's not what you think now. If you get the sniffles, well. I better go get tested. I, I want to get I want to get away from that. I want everybody to get well enough and the vaccines to work well enough to where we're not we're not going through that. That's the first thing. Second thing that I pray for for the new year are all these businesses and these people that have been you know number one's the health thing. Number two is the business thing. All these people that have been affected by this and they've lost their businesses and a lot of them are just not coming back. You know, uh, I think about the restaurant tours that we talk to and talk about all the time or the mom and pops that have literally lost everything, everything that they had invested. And uh, I hope that they find comfort and peace in some way in 2021. And it's going to take a lot of prayers from all of us who believe in prayer and believe that there is a God, and he's not O-Main or Amen and a woman, that he responds to prayer, and he loves his children enough to take care of them. So that's that's what I'm hoping for in 21. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Just some kind of restoration on both fronts. You know, the restoration to our health and the way we live our lives, and the restoration to our econ- economic realities for folks who have lost everything. You know, uh, uh, that and uh, you know, just want to want to have a few laughs. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just you know, Heck some yeah. good times. You know, I mean, just some well, some good times of some kind. Uh, rather than uh, than than being on lockdown and and having to think about this stuff all the Amen. time, Amen. You know, yeah. because you're really especially in my situation, I got to think about it all the time, and it, and it's sure it's, it's, uh, sure. it's exhausting, it's strange, well, it's depressing. Restoration is a great word. It's a word. Nancy and I have two words for this year. One is uh, connection, and the second one is restoration. And right. she was saying that the other day, and I opened up my Bible to Revelation 20, between 20 and 21. 
And at the top, in my Bible, I had written, God of Restoration. Because that's a sermon that I have preached on a number of occasions, that God is the God of uh, Restoration. And in Revelation 20 and 21, particularly in 21, is where he restores everything. Relationships are restored. The earth is restored. Everything is fresh and everything is new. There is no more pain, death, dying. The last thing to go is death, and it is vanquished at that point. The God of Restoration. So the, the fact that you're using that word right now is confirmation to me we're on the same page. Restoration. Good word. I think we are. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just uh, I, I I pray that that's uh, that that's what comes our way. And I, I don't know about you, but I got a, I got a feeling that's, that some level of that is going to take place. Uh, you know, politically, unfortunately, I think we're going to be going in the opposite direction. But uh, uh, just some restoration to our lives would be uh, would be.